0: that's empowering to me absolutely like how strong can i get yeah what can i do from where i am now instead of you know just this you know the tired old like trying to shrink myself down into something that i don't know my mom thinks is prettier (laughs) you know what i mean it's going back to like what who's actually setting my goals here
1: Hey there, welcome to Tater Talks. Two bitches talk fitness. I'm Brooke. And hello, I'm Iris. On this show, we challenge the common understanding of what it means and what it takes to be fit and healthy. We explore all things fitness, nutrition, mindset, and mental health without the fluff and BS. So grab a coffee, get ready to laugh, cry, even learn a thing or two.
0: Let's get into it.
1: Hey, Iris, how is it
0: going? It's good. It's good. We were chatting before we recorded last time, and I was telling you I was living in a little bit of overwhelm because there's Mm -hmm. just a lot going on in my life right now. Good things, mostly, but a lot of things are going on, so (laughs) I was a little bit losing my mind. But I did make use of a strategy that is highly sophisticated, and I don't know if really anyone's ever thought of this before. You want to know what I did?
1: Yes. What did you do? I asked for help. (laughs) What? And I took some things off my plate. Yes, I love that. I love, (laughs) gosh, I I absolutely love hearing that.
0: Yeah, you know, sometimes you just got to swallow the eagle and the eagle. Swallow the eagle, America. I think that's illegal. (laughs) Probably. (laughs) But, you know, the things that have to stay on my plate, they are on my plate. And the things that don't have to stay on my plate right now, they're not because I asked. So yay! kind of proud of myself for that one because I'm not the best at <laughs> asking. I liked being able to handle all the things all the time for everything, everyone, all the time, everywhere, all at once. Yep. But, you know, sometimes you can't.
1: <laughs> that is so true. That is so true. And I've had to learn the hard way myself that, you know, when you are doing everything all the time. It's very hard to take that step back and say, Hey, I need help. Some cool news for me is my friend Morgan, who owns the gym that I train my in-person clients out of. Mm-hmm. She is now my strength coach. And nice. the amazing coach Christy on team BFF is going to be my nutrition coach. Nice. So I am so excited. I'm going to get dialed in. I'm so nice. ready. Nice. Turn it up. Yeah. After all the craziness of having to move and stuff like that, it's so nice to be like, okay, I'm taking care of everything. Things have settled down. Now it's time to work on myself, which isn't an easy thing to do.
0: Mm-hmm.
1: Yeah. That's but awesome. Coaches need coaches. You know, we take care of other people all day, every day. We need someone to take care of us and help us with some accountability and guidance. So super pumped. But yeah, things are good. Nice. You still in your calorie deficit? Yes, I've still been in a deficit. But uh, my nutrition might be changing since now I have a nutrition coach. So we're working on more overall health, things like that. A little bit of hypertrophy with my strength coach. So I'm very excited. But yes, still in a deficit and uh, going strong. Nice. Nice, nice.
0: Well, today, we thought it would be really cool to talk about like how to set reasonable goals. How do you know if your goals are good goals or if you're just, you know, unintentionally or maybe intentionally hazing yourself (laughs) with your goals? (laughs) So do you have something this week that is your goal that you are hitting? You're going to hit it.
1: Absolutely. I'm getting all of my strength workouts in. Nice. So I'm getting all my strength workouts in. And I'm also going to be getting all of my steps in as well. Those are my first like those are my first two main goals. Like I know I'm gonna be getting my nutrition piece and everything. but I just want to get back into consistently strength training because I had to take about a month off because of a lot of things going on in my personal life like moving, all that lovely stuff. <laughs> um, trying to balance moving and working. Um, I actually work three jobs. so, Balancing everything. And now that everything has settled, the dust is cleared. Now I can focus on me. Nice. Mine actually is steps too. So when I'm not in a
0: deficit, I usually don't have a real step goal for the weekends. I just kind of I go for a walk, but I don't have like a step goal or a movement like I'm going to walk for 30 minutes kind of thing. Um, But when I'm in a deficit, I do, because as we've talked about in past episodes, your just natural desire to move kind of goes into the shitter. So on the weekends, that is my goal to hit my step goal. And that's just kind of a running thing. But this week, I really want to dial that in, partly because if I don't walk on Sundays, I feel like I'm playing catch up for the rest of the week Mm -hmm. to hit my like average Um, I look at averages for a lot of things like calorie intake, step goal, you know, minutes in zone two cardio, that kind of thing. So that's my goal this week. I love it. Also more vegetables because I have not been super fantastic last week about uh, and the week before I had family in town. So, you know, not high on my list of
1: priorities. (laughs) Yeah. And I think that, you know, setting goals that are reasonable and realistic that is really what makes or breaks your overall progress.
0: Yes. There is no faster way to just absolutely discourage yourself beyond belief than setting goals that are just not reasonable that don't make sense for you as a person or your life. And I think it's important to touch on like who is setting your goals? Is it you? Mm-hmm. Is it the people you follow on Instagram? I know for me, I talk a lot about building muscle and optimizing that. Maybe that's not your goal. And that's fine. But maybe you feel like you think you have to like optimize this physique building stuff because you follow people like me or, you know, any number of people when really you just kind of want to live a more well-rounded, balanced life. Like building a physique is a very specific goal. You don't have Mm -hmm. to do that. And I think yeah. sometimes we are influenced kind of subconsciously by the people we follow into thinking that we have to be a certain way. I mean, there's so this is kind of related, but I was thinking about this yesterday about just how, you know, the the stuff we take in influences our thoughts and like what we want for ourselves. And I have a couple of friends and I'll preface this by saying I don't. <laughs> I don't care if you want to have kids or not. I eventually want to have kids, and I have some friends who don't want to have kids, and they're very vocal about it, and that's fine. I'm not judging them. I don't really care. It's their life. But they post a lot of things, and they say a lot of things that are kind of negative about having children. And so I started thinking things just out of the blue about, like, yeah, kids are a lot of work. Yeah, kids are a hassle. Like, kids are, like nasty little gross creatures. And like, (laughs) yes, they are kind of. I mean, kids are gross. You ever see a kid sneeze? It's disgusting. But that is not my goal. That's not who I want to be. And again, no judgment to them at all whatsoever. It's just not who I want to be, if that makes sense. Yeah. And so I muted those people because you know, no hard feelings against them. It was just subconsciously influencing the things I was thinking about eventually having children.
1: People do that with health and fitness too. Oh, absolutely. And you consume more than just nutrition. That's something that I like to tell a lot of my coaching clients is you consume a lot more than nutrition. Like you also consume content. If you're following a bunch of people that talk about like fat loss and being in a calorie deficit, the chances of that person going into a calorie surplus is very, very slim. Like it's they're very influenced by the content that they consume. And that's normal. But sometimes that can get really dangerous if you're looking for a way to lose weight or gain muscle and you're following people that are not necessarily being honest with how long it really takes. Or programs Mm -hmm. they're actually doing to get that kind of ass. You know, like (laughs) (laughs) it's one of those situations where, like, our environment heavily influences what our decisions are, how we set realistic goals and expectations. And if you're following people that are, you know, saying that you need to do X, Y, Z, and that's not realistic for you and your lifestyle, then that's going to be really difficult to make a lasting and sustainable change.
0: Hmm.
1: Yeah. And I mean, whether or not you
0: know these people IRL, so <laughs> mute them if it's going to cause issues for you, unfollow them if it's not. Like there's no rule saying you have to follow anybody.
1: Yeah, especially because, you know, a, a lot of what I see is, you know, you'll have people that will come to you as a coach and say, I want to lose like 10 pounds in a month. Mm hmm. And I follow so-and-so and they they were able to do this. So I want to be able to do this. Number one, like, that's a completely different person. That's a completely mm-hmm. different program. And chances are, like, they didn't do it in a way that was healthy or effective or they're just lying. And that happens too. And so making sure that you're taking a step back and like asking yourself and being objective, being resourceful and asking questions and saying, hey, is this realistic to lose 10 pounds in a month? Depending on what your body type is like, maybe that maybe that is possible. Mm-hmm. But if you're just trying to lose the last 10 pounds and you're already relatively lean, that's not realistic and that's not necessarily like a good space to be in.
0: Yeah. Yeah. I mean, somebody who is struggling with obesity, they can reasonably lose like 10 pounds in a month. That with someone with a lot of excess body fat, that's not unreasonable. Somebody who is in a healthy range, which we said before is a big range, that is likely not reasonable.
1: Yes, that is very, very true.
0: One thing I think is very important to think about when setting goals is asking yourself the question, is this a knee-jerk reaction to Mm. something that I see in the mirror something I think. Did I just get out of the bed on the wrong side one day? Am I about to hit PMS? Am I extremely tired? Am I hungry? Things like that influence the way we think as well.
1: Yeah. I mean, especially with a lot of my one-on-one clients, like I try to teach people how to interview themselves.
0: Mm, Because
1: the more you can interview yourself, and come to these conclusions on your own, the more success you're gonna be able to have overall in general. So being able to take a step back and say, okay, is what I'm doing realistic? No, okay, what is a more realistic and attainable goal for me? Maybe that's increasing your steps by a thousand steps a day. Maybe that's cleaning up your nutrition to where you're eating more nutrient dense foods and less not so nutritious foods, right? Mm -hmm. It's learning how to ask yourself difficult questions and being brutally honest with yourself. Nick and I, we have a podcast episode on D&D, Donuts and Dumbbells, (laughs) that'll be coming out this week. Dungeons and Dragons. Dungeons and Dragons. (laughs) And we talk all about about how to be honest with yourself. Like you have to be able to do that to set realistic goals. Mm -hmm. You
0: have to. We were talking with Mary about this, right? If you are not willing to be accountable to yourself and really answer those tough questions for yourself, I mean, no coach, no accountability group, none of that is actually going to do anything for you. You have to so be able to, to look at yourself objectively, right? We're real good at looking at ourselves subjectively. Oh, yeah. Oh, but yeah. Objectively, taking the bird's eye view and saying, is this something that is actually going to serve me? Are these actions going to give me what I want, what I think Mm -hmm. I want? Are my perceptions reality? Yes. Am I just in a bad mood about myself? Or do I need to let this stew for a couple days and then come back with a more level-headed approach to this,
1: whatever knee jerk we're having? That is so true. Like, it's really about setting goals when you're not in an emotional space. I think that that is Mm -hmm. so important for people to take away because if you step on the scale and it's up and you're like, oh, fuck, I need to go into a calorie deficit. The scale might just be up by a couple pounds. It's not a big deal. Like Mm -hmm. it could be water. You probably haven't pooped. you know, like give yourself a little bit of time. Like you said, take a step back, you know, observe, look at, you know, okay, is this realistic being logical instead of emotional about the decisions that you're making? And when it comes to your health and fitness and really anything in life, if you were to decide, like every time your bank account balance went below a certain number oh fuck, I'm going to sell the house. Like (laughs) that's, that's not realistic. Right. So we need to take that attitude And we need to set that aside and bring in a logical thinking and critical thinking and ask questions if you need to ask. If you don't know whether or not your goals are realistic, reach out to a coach that you trust and ask if it's realistic. Mm
0: -hmm. I think sometimes we don't know if they are until we try, but then we get to a certain point where we have to reassess and say, okay, maybe this was a little ambitious. Maybe this was a little bit ridiculous. Let's adjust course and find something more. Reasonable. You know, for example, maybe that last 10 pounds person, maybe a better course of action instead of stressing themselves out about that last 10 pounds it would be to get into maintenance and really learn how to lift hard and lift well and recover. Or, you know, whatever fitness goal, maybe it's running, get into maintenance, fuel yourself, run better. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Sometimes we don't know that what we're doing is not ideal until we're in the middle of it and we have to be willing to have that honesty with ourselves saying all right this isn't really a it may not be giving me what i want ton of people i mean we've both been there people lose weight because they think they're going to make them make themselves love themselves more and that's not how it works no and looking and saying okay this is not actually giving me what i thought it would what i wanted and then adjusting to something else, putting your attention somewhere else, putting your effort somewhere else. You know, there's yeah. there's nothing worse than just wasting essentially a whole bunch of effort on something that at the end of it, you're like, why don't I do that?
1: <laughs> yeah. And that actually brings me to like a, a good personal story. Like I back in 2018 did a bodybuilding show and I thought if I got lean enough and I could see my abs that I was going to be happier. And sure enough, I dieted down I, and just for context for those listening I'm five foot eight so I'm relatively tall. She's tall I, <laughs> I'm you, not tall she's tall you have uh, you've met me in person, Iris so you know this. I'm relatively <laughs> tall and my goal was to be 125 pounds and at five foot eight that was not that's not healthy. that's not healthy. And so in this bodybuilding show, I got down to my show weight which was 128 pounds. And I was still unhappy. I had damn near reached my goal. You could see my abs. You could see the veins coming out of my arms. Mm-hmm. And I wasn't happy with that progress. And so I had to ask myself, here you have this goal. Why aren't you happy? Well, number one, I was fucking starving. Mm-hmm. Number two, I wasn't enjoying working out anymore because my goals were just so intense that, and I was so, my mind was so wrapped around them that it lost the spark. So fast forward after the show, I ended up gaining weight back, all that stuff. And I wanted to get back down to that at one point. And then I realized, you know, I had a really good talk with a wonderful friend of mine. And she had told me like, you were not healthy. And you're not going to stay stage lean year round. So you have one of two options. You can pick a more realistic number. Or why are you focusing on a number? Let's focus on strength. And that was when gears shifted. So just because you get down to a certain size or a certain number or a certain body fat percentage, that's not inherently going to make you happy. You have to enjoy the process and you have to do the inner work so that reflects on the outside.
0: Absolutely. Yeah. A lot of people set goals for themselves based on, like you just said, what they used to be, you know, Okay, 35 with three kids, you are not going to weigh what you weighed in high school. No. And if you do, I can promise you, you're not going to look like you hope you're
1: going to look like. (laughs) Here's a really good way to think about this. For anybody that's listening that wants to be the same weight they were in high school, you were a fucking kid. Yeah. Or college. You were in college. I look at college kids nowadays because
0: we live decently close to a university and I'm like oh my gosh you guys are so
1: young oh <laughs> yes. still so young. oh yes and that's the thing it's like people that that come to me and say like I want to weigh what I did in high school I have to bring that to an attack like to attention like oh so you want to weigh what you were when you were a kid mm-hmm. and when you when you phrase it like it's like oh yeah that sounds kind of silly
0: yeah my coach ocean shout out to ocean trail sustainably jacked queen of badassery. Mm -hmm. It was funny. We were talking about this because she's taking me through my calorie deficit. She took me through my build all of last year and I'm with her until June, end of June. And in conversation, she mentioned like, oh, I think you could get down to X number. And I don't have a goal weight. I haven't had a goal weight in a long time, but that got me thinking like, "Mm, I could do that. And I know I could, But I wouldn't be super happy doing that because (laughs) that would take a level of (laughs) consistency and length of time being in a calorie deficit that Mm -hmm. I just don't want to do. So eventually I let it go. But it was funny during that conversation. I was like all those wheels started turning, you know, I've only lost this much, you know, I have this much more to go, like, it's so far away, I don't think I can do it, like, I could do it, kind of thing, just back and forth and back and forth in my head. And eventually, I was like, you know what, I don't care. (laughs) I don't care. Yeah, it's one of those things where, as always, people put a lot of pressure on themselves to get to this number that maybe they could do. But attainable is different than Maintainable, And yeah. sometimes it is fun to get to that attainable thing and then say, all right, it was cool. I did it. Now let's, you know, get back to something more maintainable. Bodybuilding shows, bikini yeah. shows, oh, perfect absolutely. example.
1: Perfect example.
0: We talked to Val about this too, you know, attainable. Clearly, people do it all the time absolutely not maintainable. (laughs) So that's something to think about when you're setting your goals. And of course, you know, there's some things that like, I want to hit X number deadlift. That's awesome. You may not be able to maintain that. And that's not like a bad thing. Like I just said, you know, sometimes attaining something is cool. But you have to also understand that it's a point in time. And it may not be something to keep with you forever. For example, I can't do a ton of chin ups right now because I just haven't practiced them. It just is what it is. Mm -hmm. But I got to there and it was super exciting and I was super proud. And I'm also not beating myself up for not still being able to do a bunch of chin ups.
1: And I think that that's really important because that just goes to show that you've been compassionate with yourself and you've practiced that. Mm -hmm. And when you are on like this fitness roller coaster, like there are going to be ups and downs, like I was able to do a chin-up last year, my first Mm -hmm. one. And now I can't do one right now. I can't do one right now, but that's okay. Mm -hmm. It's not, I'm not losing sleep over something like that. You know, like we, we also have fitness seasons where sometimes we are like all in, we are ready to go. And then like, for example, me, Like I had to take a step away for a month and a half because I had a lot of personal shit going on. You know, I was in the middle of a breakup. I was moving. I was taking care of my son. I was still making sure that my top priority at work were taking care of my clients. Like, but am I going to beat myself up over that? No, because I can't go back and change it. I can't go back and change it. But I do know that if I want to be able to do a fucking pull up, I've done it before. And I can always work towards that again if I want to.
0: Yeah. No matter what... When we're working for something, we're going to have those moments of feeling really discouraged. This is taking a really long time. This is not going fast enough. I should be better at this by now, et cetera. And sometimes the correct course of action is to, you know, readjust, pick a new goal. Say, you know what? I tried. This is not something that is for me right now. And then move on. And
1: then not beat yourself up about it. Absolutely. Absolutely. And that's like really one of the keys to attaining a realistic goal is to Mm -hmm. not be beating yourself up about things that you're not accomplishing every single day. It's not beating yourself up for having an off day or an off week or an off month. The only thing that you should really focus on is what your next best choice is, what your next best step forward is, because you look back, you can't change it. You might as well move forward or you can ruminate in in the bullshit and never get started again.
0: Mm-hmm. And learn from it. You know, sometimes you might make a decision in the moment that was not really serving you, wasn't really serving your goal. OK, now look at that and see what could I have done differently? And if, if slash then scenario, you know, if that situation arises again, then I will do X, Y, Z. And then practice, practice, practice.
1: Yes. And build those skills. Mm-hmm. You can't build on skills if you're constantly pissed off at yourself for not doing what you say you're going to do.
0: <laughs> right.
1: You actually have to like have that compassion. And the only thing that you really need to focus on is making the next best choice for you. Not for someone on Instagram, not for... Your spouse or your partner or your best friend, like you need to make the next best choice for you. And the more you practice it, the more you're going to get better at it. That way, when you do have an ebb in these ebbs and flows of life, you know how to get out of that pattern. Mm -hmm. It's okay to change your goals. Yeah.
0: The thing it is not okay to do is flip flop and yo yo. Mm -hmm. And like one week be like, I want to lose fat. And then the next week be like, I want to put on muscle. Two days later, I want to lose fat two days later. I want to put on muscle. I want to run a marathon. No, I want to deadlift this. No, I want to, you know, whatever. You have to pick one.
1: (laughs) Pick something and give it a good old college try. Yep. You have to really, really put your effort into it.
0: Mm -hmm. Set crazy goals, get shit done (laughs) in a reasonable way. That is true. That is very true. Yeah. We were talking with Kelly about periodization you know sometimes you gotta pick one and do that Um, I was talking with somebody recently who wanted to train for running a race and put on muscle and lose fat wow ambitious wow (laughs) very ambitious and there's there's a date for this race like she has a race and I told her you know if you try to do all of these things at once something is going to suffer. They're all going to suffer. You have to pick one and really lean into it. Mm -hmm. Train for this race, knock it out of the fucking park. And then afterwards, train for this race fueled in maintenance, knock it out of the park, and then come back and see what you can do next. Yes. People trip themselves up in setting goals that are not reasonable is when they just try to do too many things at once.
1: That's so true. And it's very, very difficult as a coach to let people know that. Yeah. I, and I'm going to speak for myself. I shouldn't speak for other coaches. But it is very hard as a coach when you are approached with a client that has multiple goals and they want to achieve it all at once. Like, let's say they want to do a full push-up. They want to do a full pull-up. They want to deadlift, you know, a certain number of weight. Like, can I write a program for that? Sure but I can write a better program if it's more specific towards one goal.
0: Yes. I'm glad you said that. Because as we've said before, specific goals require specific actions. And if you're doing specific actions for 17 goals, that's overwhelming.
1: Holy cow, that's overwhelming. (laughs) And what's going to happen? Like, this is a great question to ask yourself. Like, What's going to happen when you don't reach one of those goals? Are you just going to say, fuck it, I'm not good at anything. So I'm just not going to do anything else. Mm-hmm. Like, no, you you need to learn how to have that balance, how to be able to take a step back and be like, okay, what's the most realistic goal that I can reach right now? And then once you reach that goal, set another goal. You have the rest of your fucking life. Yeah. And I think people forget that. Like you have the rest of your fucking life to improve. You don't have to do everything at once. Yeah. That's a great way to burn yourself out. Just try to do
0: everything at once. Yes.
1: And that's why sometimes people will have like analysis paralysis where they have so much on their plate and so many goals that they want to work towards that it's overwhelming. And then they just freeze. They don't do anything. So choosing mm-hmm. one specific thing to focus on is going to be a lot easier for you to start like to get the ball rolling and to start working towards that one thing. Absolutely. Absolutely.
0: Think about, is this thing that I want to do empowering to me? Is the idea of this empowering, or is it just depressing and discouraging? I think of the people again trying to get back to what they were in college.
1: Mm-hmm.
0: to me, that would be depressing because I'm not there yeah i'm that's i'm I'm a completely different person than I was in college for one thing, but like. My body is different too. I'm at a different place in my life. I'm in a much better place in my life. That trying to go back to something like that, it's just not worth that for me. I would much rather look ahead and see what I can do now. That's empowering to me.
1: Absolutely. Like how
0: strong can I get? Yeah. What can I do from where I am now? Instead of, you know... Uh, just this, you know, the tired old, like trying to shrink myself down into something that I don't know, my mom thinks is prettier. (laughs) You know what I mean? It's going back to like, what, who's actually
1: setting my goals here? Yeah. You are the only person that is in charge of your goals. And you're the only person that's going to know whether or not you can achieve that. Unless it's unrealistic.
0: (laughs) Unless it's unrealistic.
1: Then, you know, your coach might be like, yo, listen." Not realistic. We're not doing. That.
0: <laughs> Been there, done that. Seen people mm-hmm. be there, do that. Yeah, they don't want it. Yeah, no, thank
1: you. <laughs> <laughs> so one thing that I get a lot of as a coach is people that come to me with a timeline. So they want to weigh X amount by this day or this time. And you know, I don't want to. I don't want to spend too much time on this topic because we do have another episode where we talk more in depth about timelines. So Iris can link it in the show notes. Yep, but. It's so important for people to remember that like this shit takes time. And if you want sustainable change, you're going to have to repeat the habits that you're building over and over and over again for a long, consistent amount of time.
0: Yep. And they eventually become your lifestyle. And then you eventually start to love it because you you see how you feel. And in some cases, if the habits line up, you see how you look. And you see how you're able to keep showing up for yourself. And then that translates, the showing up for yourself especially translates into just lifetime confidence. I can do anything. I can do this. I can do anything. Yes. And a lot of that is, is setting reasonable goals. And sometimes those goals are crazy for you. It might seem crazy. And it's like what we said before. You know, sometimes you got to try. You just got to try because you don't know. But being willing to be really honest with yourself and asking those questions we talked about. Absolutely. Is this right for me? Is this serving me? Is this giving me what I want? Is this
1: even mine? Definitely. Is this even a thought that I thought of or is this something that I'm consuming from an outside source? Yes. Yes. Especially that one. Yes. Especially that one. We just stop at this awkward silence. (laughs) Like, yep The end. (laughs) Yes. Well, thank you so much for joining us in this discussion, you guys, because everybody's goals are different and your goals not only should be realistic, but it also should be specific to you as a person. You know, Iris's goals are going to look a lot different than mine. And Iris and I are in two completely different places in our life. So remember that when you're setting goals. Remember, where are you and what can you do now versus, you know, what is idealistic or romanticized by the internet? (laughs) Yeah. Yes. (laughs) (laughs)
0: Thanks for hanging out with us, everybody. Thank you, guys. We appreciate your time and your messages and your reviews. And we will see you next time. Same time, same place. Okay, love you. Bye.
1: Bye Bye-bye. Thanks for listening to Tater Talks, Two Bitches Talk Fitness. If you enjoyed the show, let us know by writing a review, subscribing wherever you like to listen to podcasts. Find me, Iris, on Instagram at irisdeadlifts. And you can find me, Brooke, on Instagram at getyouabrook. We'll talk to you soon. Nice. Nice!